Hi, and welcome back to Game Time Podcast with your hosts, Alex Rubinson and Shai Dwayne. The NFL draft has come and gone. There were surprises. Obviously, there's some obvious picks. So we're going to break down pick by pick the first round, and we'll also highlight some of our favorite mid to late round picks. So let's get right into it because it's game time. So Joe Burrow went number one overall. Uh, this was, I don't know, pretty boring of a pick just because it was expected, I think, since since really December when Tua went down with the hip injury. Uh, Ohio native, going to Cincinnati. And, I mean, what what else is there to say? Yeah, I mean, he's got everything you want. He had a historically great college season. He's got great pocket presence, great accuracy. I mean, he did it all for LSU and that's what the Bengals would be expecting as number one pick. Yeah, I guess my one concern or question mark surrounding his game is he only did it for one year, and he only did it, I think, under when Joe Brady was there. And Joe Brady is obviously now with the Panthers. So I guess, can he translate his game through multiple systems and schemes? Uh, I do like that I've heard that the Bengals will in, uh, incorporate some of what he did in college to their game plan on Sundays, and also you look at some of the pieces around Burrow. They drafted T. Higgins. I thought that was another good pick. You have A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, John Ross. I think the Bengals have the making of a pretty good offense, and now they have their franchise guy. Yeah, definitely. Um, He was surrounded by top-tier receiving talent in college. I think the Bengals are trying to replicate that sort of uh, top-tier talent with a pretty good receiving for as you just mentioned. Uh, it should, it should be exciting to watch him develop and try to turn around this uh, Cincinnati Bengals franchise. So, that's all to say about the Joe Burrow pick. Not much of a surprise. Let's go to maybe another, a, a more or at least equally as obvious pick. The Washington Redskins selecting Ohio State, I guess now former Ohio State defensive end, Chase Young. He was the best player in the draft, especially when you look at a valuable position like pass rush. The Redskins already have a pretty good front four, and they already have a pretty good pass rush. But when you have a talent like Chase Young on the board, unless you get a trade offer, you can't refuse, you take him. Or yeah. or you needed a quarterback in Cincinnati's case. Cincinnati did do the right thing by taking the quarterback, but in Washington's case, when you took a quarterback last year, you take the best player available, and that was Chase Young. Right. I mean, people are saying that in college, um, he compares to a guy like Khalil Mack, if not better. I mean, this is a guy that just dominated every facet of the pass rush game at Ohio State. Um, and as you said, he's the best player available. Um, Cincinnati probably would have taken them if he didn't, if they didn't need a quarterback, which obviously uh, takes president uh, overall. But second most important position, and it's a guy that the Redskins really couldn't pass up here too. Yeah, they had some nice, some other nice picks. Uh, Antonio Gibson. Uh, Antonio Gandy-Golden shoring up that receiver core. Sadiq Charles on the O-line, as well as Keith Ishmael for center. Redskins had, I thought, a solid overall draft, but it really starts with Chase Young being the best player in the draft, according to many. So, let's get to the Lions pick. And although I feel like Jeff Okuda was the expected pick, I feel like there was some question. Would they go Isaiah Simmons? Would they go Derek Brown? Overall, they had to address the defensive side of the ball, especially after trading away Darius Slade of Philadelphia. 
They replaced him with Jeff Okuda, who has drawn comparisons to guys like Jalen Ramsey, Stephon Gilmore, some of the top talents that we have in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, he's put in the lab and play corner. He's big, he's physical, got great ball skills, got excellent recovery speed as well. He showed this all, leading Ohio State's excellent secondary. An excellent defense overall. I mean, Young and Okuda. Right, exactly. And now he's going to go to a team that desperately needs a corner after the the departure of Darius Slay. So I think Matt Patricia definitely gets his guy here. Yeah, one thing I didn't love about their draft, they took DeAndre Swift in the second round. I thought that was fine value, but... You know, you have Trey Flowers on one side. He hasn't panned out too much. And then, again, with the departure of Darius Slay, you could have probably used another defensive back. I just felt like this entire defense as a whole needed a huge upgrade. So taking a running back with some of the defensive talent like Utor Grossmantos, Xavier McKinney still available, I would have loved for them to double down on defense in the first two rounds. I did like their Julian Aquara pick out of Notre Dame, the defensive end, in the third round. So I thought I liked what they did overall. I probably, I guess my one critique is I would have loved them to go defense with so much top tier talent still available at the beginning of the second round. Any any other yeah, thoughts? Really, uh, um, not really. Just an excellent pick there by the Lions. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to your Giants. My Giants. I think the first. I don't think it was a big surprise, but I don't know. I I wasn't really expecting Thomas. I was expecting offensive line. Shy, you don't like this pick as much as I do. I know you think it was a fine pick, but kind of. Go, what are your thoughts on Thomas related to some of the other offensive tackles who were taken later in the first round? So obviously he's an excellent technique, probably the best in this draft. Um, Dedrick Wills is right up there with him. Um, maybe you could argue just as good technique as that Wills, as you know. Uh, He's only played the right side, while Thomas has played both the right right side and left side. So you get that versatility and experience as he jumps straight to the NFL. So the Giants are obviously looking to address the left left tackle, protect Jones' blind side um, with Thomas. I think it's a good pick. I just compare him uh, to a guy, when comparing him to a guy like Tristan Wirfs, who went at 13 bucks, I, I would say that obviously Thomas is better technique more polished, but I think Worse has that size, athleticism, and the strengths really move people and could possibly develop and have more potential than Thomas to develop into that guy. But I really do like the Thomas pick. Um, they're both great guys. I just think Worse has more of a balance between athleticism, the potential, and polish, but I think uh, Thomas is definitely the most NFL ready. So I, I do say this, though. Yes, Worse set all these offensive line combine records, great uh, speed in the 40-yard dash and all these vertical and broad jumps. But I feel like the 20-yard shuffle, the 20-yard shuffle, or or sorry, shuttle, measures more uh, short area quickness, which I think is more crucial to the offensive tackle and offensive line position. And Andrew Thomas beat all of the top offensive linemen. In fact, the only one who had a better time in that measurement was Ezra Cleveland, and he's still a project. So I feel like Andrew Thomas, he was great in the short area quickness drill, and also he had the longest arms out of all these guys. One of the guys, one of the guys who whose arms were only longer than Thomas was Matt Parrott, who the Giants drafted later on. But I just feel like 
Shaw, who was your number one tackle the day the college football season officially ended? I'm going to be honest with you, it was Andrew Thomas. So, if Andrew Thomas was the best on film and had the best tape in college when he was going against guys like Josh Allen a couple years ago and Kalevion Chasen this year, what changed? I get he doesn't maybe possess the same athleticism as guys like Mackay Becton and Tristan Wirfs, but he's got the best footwork coming out, the best technique, the best fundamentals, and as an NFL pass rusher, I feel like technique will give guys more fits than size and speed and strength. Am I wrong? Yeah. Well, I don't think you're wrong. I just think that a lot of teams see a guy like Wirfs or obviously a guy like Beckton who's even has arguably more athleticism, but obviously more of a project, and they see a guy that can develop in it to can sort of learn and develop into sort of a pro ball t- t- talent or a, a superstar offensive tackle. Uh, but the guy like uh, Thomas, he has a uh, a higher floor, but maybe a lower, a little bit lower ceiling. And also uh, keep in mind, at, keep in mind at number four, you also want to limit risk. So I think going the safe option, the reliable and dependable option at number four, I think also was the smart move. So I, I like the pick. Uh, I'm, look, was it a tremendous pick? Maybe not, but I thought it was a good pick, and I like, I do like um, the direction that they're heading in with Thomas and the rest of the offensive line. I think at four, you really couldn't have gone wrong with an offensive lineman. Uh, I, I did not like Becton. I did not like Becton. Yeah, I, <laughs> I thought it was too much of a risk. Except for Becton, because he's too much of a project, as you said. But I think out of Thomas, Wills, and Wirfs, any one of those guys, a team like the Giants would be happy to have. Gettleman and the Giants prefer Thomas. So. Alright, so now we're going to go to the Miami Dolphins, and they had three first-round picks. So we're going to talk about all three of their first-rounders. Now, their first pick was probably their best pick. They didn't overthink it. They didn't get scared off because of the medicals. They took... Tua Tagovailoa, who when is healthy, might be the best quarterback in the class, and that includes Joe Burrow. They did they did the smart thing. They did what I would have done. I love the pick at number five. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, when you compare him to a guy like uh, Justin Herbert, who there's some buzz around coming into this draft, they might go with him. I, I think Tua is by far the better option. I mean, Herbert's had so much uh, problems with consistency. Uh, I mean, some games he's phenomenal, some games he's awful. Uh, but Tua, he's been pretty consistent. Sometimes he he's struggled um, with some great competition, but sometimes he comes out and is great. So, I, but I think overall, Tua is a much smoother guy. Can't teach that accuracy. Um, it definitely has more consistency than uh, a guy like. Um, Herbert, so. Yeah, and also, Burrow did it for one year, and that was a historically great year. But Tua has also shown he can do it for two, three years with different talent and different guys. I love the pick from Miami. The rest of the first round, I did not like with Miami Dolphins. Austin Jackson at 18. I thought whether they took Josh Jones, whether they took Austin Jackson, whether they took Isaiah Wilson or Ezra Cleveland... I just thought 18 was too high for that second tier of offensive tackles and offensive linemen to go. I understand the need to protect Tua, especially with his injuries, and the need to upgrade the offensive line. I just thought this was a bit of a reach at 18. I did not love the pick. What are your thoughts on Austin Jackson going as high as 18? 
Yeah, I didn't expect it, but I think if he's... I mean, I think... I wasn't surprised. I don't want to say... I kind of... I was definitely not... I was definitely not surprised, but that doesn't mean I like the pick. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to go that high. I think it definitely was a bit of a reach, but I think when you look at this... I think a lot of people thought they had to go tackle here. Uh, I think you might agree, but when you look at that second tier of offensive linemen... They're big. They're projects. They are projects. Long-term projects. I honestly think out of all those guys, you can take whoever one you want. So I don't have a huge problem with Jackson. I honestly like Jones a little bit better, but it's really up to preference. I think I'm a little higher on this pick than you are. But, um, again, I think it's a little bit of a reach. Now we're going to a pick that, Shai, you can start off. Noah Igbenagin at 30 for Miami, their third first-round pick, because I know you have stronger feelings than I do about this one. Yeah, for me, this was the worst pick of the first round. Um, <laughs> wow. Let's look at let's, let's look what they have here. They could have gone with a pass rusher. They got like Gatier Grossmondos or AJ Espinosa was there. They could have uh, got another offensive lineman if they wanted to. Um, there's just so many things that I think take precedent here. And you look at their roster. They are pretty much stacked at corner. They've got Xavier Howard. And they just locked up Byron Jones. So I really don't think you need to put, use a first-round pick on him. And honestly, you could even argue that there are better corners available. Yeah, you can probably say that there, there's a pretty uh, close gap between them. But I like Jalen Johnson better. I like a guy like Trayvon Diggs better. I mean, and there are others. Glanny was still available. Glanny Fulton, still- possibly, depending on your preference. For me, after those top two corners, Henderson and Okuda, I thought his preference. We saw AJ Terrell go as early as 16. I didn't. I thought the Noah Igbenogin pick was an okay pick. I didn't love it, but I, I definitely don't think it was the worst pick of the draft. He's a bit rawer. But he doesn't need to play right away, and I don't think you reach for a player because you have a gigantic need. Now, personally, I did like Utor Grosmatos at the spot or AJ Epinesa at the spot, uh, along maybe with some other players. But also remember, they had the 26th pick. Could they have taken a Patrick Queen at that spot? I would have really liked that. Uh, but So, I, again, I thought their first round <laughs> would definitely get the benefit of the doubt because of Tua. But for Austin Jackson, and then to a lesser extent, Noah Igbenogin, I did not love uh, their picks. I did really like the Curtis Weaver pick in the fifth round. I thought they hit on him. I did not expect him to be available at that spot. So let's go to the third quarterback, or third team to take a quarterback, Justin Herbert. I think he probably was the best uh, quarterback available ahead of Jordan Love. But he really does struggle, as Shai alluded to earlier, with inconsistencies. At times, he'll look like a potential number one overall pick. At times, you're wondering if this guy is a first-round pick. So, I think the Chargers, I think it will really benefit Herbert and even the Chargers. You have a guy like Terod Taylor. He's steady Eddie. You know what you're going to get. He's not going to turn the ball over. I think it's going to really help Herbert to sit back, learn, and really kind of just take everything in before he's thrust into play. I also think the Chargers are a win-now team, which could help Herbert uh, grow accustomed to some of the challenges playing in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, he's got great size, got a great arm, but 
that. He does not have the accuracy and the level of Tua Tagovailoa. He definitely needs to sit and learn a little bit and then get the right coaching staff. He can redevelop into really a great corner, a quarterback. He's got immense potential there with the hand size, the arms. And some sometimes he has those great deep ball placement throws, but sometimes he just completely misses and makes a lot of bowhead decisions. In can, or gaining that consistency will be the key. So now let's go to the second pick for the Chargers. They had to trade up uh, with the New England Patriots to get this guy. Kenneth Murray at 23. Shy, was he worth giving up both your second and third round pick? I believe he was. Um, for me, this was one of my favorite, uh, my second favorite linebacker in this class. He's got great... Well, with the exception of Isaiah Simmons, I'm assuming. Yeah, second favorite. Oh, sorry. I, th- I just heard favorite. I did not hear second. No, yeah, second favorite. Uh, he's got great range. He's got great tacking ability. And really, you look at this defense, it's a good defense. You've got guys like Derwin James, Joey Bosa. They just got uh, Chris Harris. Uh, Casey Hayward, Melvin Ingram, and now you have that... You have that staple in the middle of your defense, commanding the huddle. He's silent to sideline. He'll make plays all over the place. I, too, really like this pick for the Chargers. Giving up your second and third was a little rich, especially seeing some of the talent that was still available. But I really like Kenneth Murray here at 23. I thought it was good value for the Chargers, and you continue to strengthen an already pretty strong defense. And again, if Herbert is the guy and he can play, this Chargers team is ready to compete. I know they have the Chiefs in their division, and that's going to be tough. But in an AFC that is kind of top-heavy, this team, I feel like, can compete for a potential wild-card spot, especially if Herbert is the guy. Was I think they could possibly with Tarot Taylor. But kind yeah, of- I think you look at this team, they're very complete, especially with filling in that middle of defense with Murray. So I think giving up that second, third-round pick makes sense for them. It's, they all, not, it's not for me getting into the situation. They also have talent around Herbert, so I, I think he I think he uh he should grow accustomed pretty quickly to the NFL level with some of the guys around him. Now we're gonna go to the Carolina Panthers. They had seven picks and they picked seven demons of players, but I really liked almost everything they did. I really loved their draft. It was a little surprise though. They did go Derek Brown, the defensive tackle over Isaiah Simmons, who went one pick later. Shy, I know you really loved Isaiah Simmons. What did you think of the Panthers passing on him, especially with Luke Keekley just retiring? You know, I didn't love that they passed on him. I think uh, Simmons would be a great guy to replace Keekley with his versatility and his range. Um, but I think they, they're really getting the makings of a great defensive line. He, you know, plug him in the middle, that defensive line. With Brian Burns, who they got last year, and Yitro Gross Matos. I love the Yitro Gross Matos pick at the beginning of round two for them. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think they're building a very good defensive line. Defensive lines are cornerstones to great defenses. So, I don't mind the pick. I think Simmons could probably be a better leader on this defense. More versatile guy. You can play basically almost anywhere except for on the defensive line. <laughs> and <laughs> But uh, I really do like this pick as well. Yeah, I really like Brown. And then, as I said, what they did in the second round, getting you to Gross Matos to pair him with uh, Burns on the other side, I love that. And then to come back in the second round at the very end to grab Jeremy Chin, I feel like he could be a poor man's Isaiah Simmons. He has the size. He has the speed. He's more of a safety than a linebacker, unlike Simmons. But I really think... 
they knew they had to upgrade the defense, especially after some of their guys, you know, in recent years, you know, mainly Keekly have left. So I really like what the Panthers have done, especially in this draft. I was very skeptical of them in free agency. I did not like the path they were going in in that department, but I really think they made up for it in the draft. So, Shai, now we are going to talk about Isaiah Simmons more in depth here with the Cardinals. He He's listed as a linebacker. He can play the deep half as a safety. He can cover guys in the slot, specifically tight ends and running backs. He can blitz off the edge. He really is your do-it-all type of player. And the Cardinals, largely expected to go offensive tackle to really upgrade the offensive line with a young quarterback in Kyler Murray. They address the defensive side of the ball and pair him. And now you have guys like... Patrick Peterson, Isaiah Simmons, and obviously uh, Chandler Jones. So I really like what the Cardinals are doing. Buda Baker. So kind of what I know you love Isaiah Simmons. You thought this was one of the steals of the draft. Yeah, I definitely did. Um, I think, as you said, they were they wanted to go offensive tackle here, but they saw that the Panthers pass on Simmons, and I think you've got to get him. I mean, they they could take an offensive tackle later in the draft. There's not a guy that comes close to, to his sort of versatility and his talent. Um, that This defense really struggled with covering tight ends. He can certainly help with that. He could become a leader for this young defense that really struggled last year. And that offense is already really good with the exception of offensive tackle. So <laughs> I really love this pick. Yeah, I really like the pick too. That, that was not my favorite pick though, for the Cardinals at least. They got Josh Jones in the third round. I really expected him to go into the mid to late first. I think Cliff Kingsbury or Steve Kime, I forgot which one. I think one of them even said that they thought he would go in the first round. They obviously didn't have their second round pick because of the DeAndre Hopkins trade. So to get him in the early third round, the eighth pick of the third round, I thought was one of the absolute steals of the draft for any team at any round. I absolutely loved the Josh Jones pick. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. They got... I think a guy that they can develop into a solid, into a solid uh, left tackle to protect Kyler Murray, and they got their defensive leader here of Simmons. So we're going to move now to number nine overall, and I guess number 20 overall, as the Jacksonville Jaguars had multiple first-round picks. C.J. Henderson, I probably would have preferred him in more of the 12 to 14 range, thought this was a little high, but again, there were rumors that people within the league liked him more than in the, the media or fan bases. You trade away Jalen Ramsey. You trade away A.J. Boye. You need to remake that secondary. I think Henderson, who has some tackling issues, I still think he's a good start to really try to remake that secondary. What do you think, Shai? Yeah, I think he's got great uh, coverage ability. He's got good size. He's uh, got great athleticism. Um, pretty good technique. Could use a little bit of tweaking. Um but I think the coaches in Jacksonville, Doug Marone, can, can handle that. Uh, but it is have those tackling issues. Again, I would like to see him go around that 15 range. But for the for the big position needed, if they really like this guy, I don't have much of a problem with him going here. Neither do I. I really like, though, the Kalevion Chasen pick at number 20. You got Josh Allen last year. Looks like you might have to trade away Yannick Ngakwe after some <laughs> problems with him and ownership and upper in the front office I love the Clevian Chasen pick he's a guy that you know he has all the trades to play he really came on late last year for LSU and if you do need to uh, trade away Yanni Kingakwe now you have his long-term replacement and you have bookend pass rushers in Allen and Chasen yeah talk about an athletic guy I mean 
he's a little bit raw, but that athleticism really sticks out. He has got great potential. Not many guys in this league can execute that kind of speed rush that he's so good at, and that's just going to be a great tool in this arsenal as they try to develop him to, as a great guy to line up on the other side of uh, of uh, Josh Allen. Not Josh Allen. So a I really bit- do like this pick here for the Jaguars. A big reason why that LSU defense was so good was because of Chase Young getting that guy with so so much athleticism, so many traits. Him and Allen could really be a force moving forward. So now I'm going to the Cleveland Browns. I love their draft. Starting with Jedrick Wills at the top. He was arguably the best offensive tackle in the draft. I, it was really a matter of preference. So, But to get him at 10, whether he was the best or the second best on the Browns board, I thought it's a good value pick. You had to protect Baker Mayfield. That offensive line was their number one problem last year. My only concern is... You got you signed Jack Conklin. He's never he's basically never played left tackle in the NFL. He's always been a right tackle. And now you draft Jedrick Wills Jr., who his whole college career he played right tackle. So someone's gonna ha- have to play out of position, uh, starting at left tackle, and there might be some growing pains. That's my only concern. But out of the remaining offensive line, it was probably I probably like Worfs or Wills. I like Worfs or Wills better than Beckton. So I think if they liked Wills, I like the pick. Yeah, I love this pick. Uh, as you said, they both have right tackle. That's a one little issue. But I think he's got great technique, comparable to a guy like uh, your Giants stuck with Andrew Thomas. Uh, and and he's, he's got great uh, uh, little speed off the uh, – with his quick steps to come into his stance. And he really did it all, uh, blocking for Alabama. And he was the core – Maybe one of the best players on that team. And that team was stacked last year. Love this pick for the Browns. I loved. I also really loved their Grant Delpit pick in the second round. He battled injuries last year. But remember, a year ago, around this time, people thought he could be a top 10 pick. So you're getting a potential top 10 athlete, top 10 player in the second round. I love the Browns getting Delpit, really trying to upgrade that back half after you have guys like Denzel Ward, already a young secondary. You now you're just adding on. So I really like the Delp I really love the Delpit picks as well. Uh so now we have the Jets. Yeah, so the Jets again, I like Worfs better than Becton. For me, Becton's gonna be a long term project so he could start right away I don't know if I'm a Jets fan I'd feel comfortable him starting with him starting right away I thought I thought them getting him in at 11 at 11 was fine value uh what kind of what are your thoughts shy I did not love Becton coming into this draft I thought he was a little overhyped due to his size and athleticism yeah, I think if they wanted to go size and athleticism, Worf is a better option. Um, I think he's more polished and still has that tremendous athleticism, tremendous strength to move people. Uh, I just think you want to protect Sam Darnold now. I don't know if you want as much of a project for the Jets. Um, but obviously he has immense potential and could possibly come out as the best offensive lineman in this class if developed correctly. So I'm okay with the pick. I like Worf's better, though. I agree there. I thought they did have to go off into tackle. I know a lot of people were pulling, saying receiver, 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 and I understand that. They did get Denzel Mims in the late second, which was fine value. So you still get a receiver. 
I just thought that at number 11, you offensive tackle is such a valuable position. They had to address it, especially with a young quarterback like Sam Darnold. So I think they did go the right position. I probably win Werfs. But again, if they like Beckton, if they like Beckton, although I might disagree with it, Joe Douglas does know how to evaluate offensive linemen. So now we're going to another team with multiple first round picks. And the Raiders, I like their draft. Just, unfortunately, I liked it once the first round concluded. <laughs> I did not like their first round. Henry Ruggs at 12, I did not think he was the number one receiver. They did need speed opposite Tyrell Williams. I just don't think he was worthy of the number one receiver and 12th overall pick. Shy, I know you probably like Judy or Lamb better as well. What are your thoughts on Ruggs being the number one receiver off the board here? Yeah. I'm not surprised, but again, I do like uh, Judy or Lamb better. Lamb is that sort of a, a contested ball guy. Yak, yards right. after catch. And Judy's yeah, like the, the quickness, the slot quickness. Ruggs probably will have more big playability because of his speed. He's probably, at least on the route running end, a little less polished. Yeah, I think you look at a guy like Jerry Judy, the route running is absolutely phenomenal generational route-running talent as many people have evaluated him as. But I think look at Ruggs, always his game-breaking speed, but still more of a project there, wide receiver, and he can make really big plays. And I don't mind him going as number one receiver. It's just really what they prefer here. True. Um, I think the each so, receiver had a different skill set, so it's kind of which skill set does your offense need. Yeah, so uh, I think I preferred uh, those other two guys. But I think the Raiders prefer rugs. I really don't have a problem with that. So I, I'm sorry. I did not like the Damon Arnett pick. I I like guys like Jalen Johnson, Jeff Gladney, uh, Christian, even guys like maybe Christian Fulton, and Noah Igbenagin. Even I like those guys better. I did not like Damon Arnett. He did. He was solid at LSU. Oh, no, sorry, not LSU. Ohio, Ohio State. But Ohio State had a ton of talent. I just don't know if he can step in and be, you know, cover these talented number one or even high-end number twos in the NFL. I yeah, said. I thought he would be... Uh, and at 19, too. I thought that was way too high. I agree it was high, but I think this is... Uh, I thought he'd be a second-round guy, but I think Arnett is a guy that is very physical, got good ball skills. Uh, honestly, if you're comparing them, he's a little bit... Like a, a guy like Jeff Okuda with a lot, doesn't have the same type of speed, and is, it's got flaws in his technique. But I think he's a very poor man's Jeff Okuda. I think, uh, but obviously they come from the same, the same system at Ohio State. And I think it's what John Gruden's looking for here because he plays physical, he plays like a Raider. So I think that's what they wanted. And he, he's their guy. I don't really have a problem with them taking him. I mean, I obviously think it's a big reach, but. I don't have as much of a problem as you do. Again, you know, we're not really going to get into it now, but I really like the Raiders draft after that. Tanner Muse, John Simpson, Amik Robertson, Brian Edwards, and Lynn Bowden Jr., their other picks. I like those picks actually a lot more than their first round. So now we had our first trade here. Tampa Bay trade up one spot with the Niners and take and took the final off or of the top four offensive tackles, Tristan Wirfs. I thought getting him at 13, I didn't know if any of the offensive tackles would be available at 13, and getting Worfs, who, at least in my opinion, was not the fourth, that was Beckton in my opinion, I thought getting 
getting them at, getting him at 13. They had to improve that offensive line, especially with Tom Brady back there. They have to protect uh, Brady. You know, he's not the he's old and he's not the most mobile quarterback. So I really like this pick for Tampa, and I know you loved it. Yeah, I love it. I think it's an absolute steal here. As you said, many people did not think a single one of the top four offensive tackles would be here. I think Bruce Arians and Tom Brady were jumping up and down when they saw he was available. Um, this is the guy, as I said, great uh, athleticism. He's a people mover, got great strength. He can, is, he's played some left, mostly right. He can start at right. Uh, I believe Donovan Smith is there for Tampa. So they can play yeah. him at left, worse at right. It, I also... I, have have your last uh, few thoughts on Worfs because I also want to get to one of their other picks later. Yeah, I just I, I really love this pick. I think he's got a pretty good technique can be developed, but he'll really if they develop now they should with his kind of athleticism. I think that he can be developed into a cornerstone of this offensive line to help protect Tom Brady and Bucks quarterbacks in the future. I just want to quickly, you know, quickly say that I really like the Antoine Winfield Jr. pick. Their two biggest needs were secondary and offensive line, and to get guys who were near the top at their positions in both the first and second round, I love the Bucks. Uh, I really love what they did in those two rounds. So let's go to the Niners again. We're going to talk about both their first round picks. You tr- they did not have a pick in the second, third, or fourth round, so getting that extra pick. Uh, from Tampa was key, although I believe they tra- traded it away. I really like the Javon Kinlaw pick. You replace uh, DeForest Buckner with a younger guy, a much cheaper guy. And Kinlaw, he still has a lot of room to grow. They don't need to force him in with that already stellar defensive line. I really like the Kinlaw pick, especially at 14. Yeah, I mean, he's, he just sheds blocks. That's what he does. In the interior of that defensive line... Just shed those blocks, busts open big holes, and is a great run stuffer. Uh, I, I really do like this pick, especially with the departure of DeForest Buckner. And they don't have to pay him $20 million a year. 21. So, 21. Oh, I'm sorry. $21 yeah. million dollars a year. Especially because um, they just declined Solomon Thomas's option. So he'll be gone. Kinlock can step in after a year. The Ayuk pick, Brandon Ayuk, I thought that was a fine value pick. I did not like them trading up. They were already plenty short on draft capital. I did not like them trading up. In fact, their best move was trading for Trent Williams. You, Joe Staley retires, and you get an all-pro left tackle. I thought John Lynch did a tremendous job with the Trent Williams trade. Again, I thought they got good value here. Did not love the idea of them trading up with their already so few draft picks. Yeah, I completely agree with you for the Trent Williams trade. That was a great move. Ayuk, um, I think, is a great receiver. Um, Niners also, I believe, Niners had him as better than Judy, possibly. If I interpreted what they were trying, what Shanahan was trying to say correctly, and I could be wrong, I think it was really C.D. Lamb and then Brandon Ayuk for them. So on their board, they got a complete steal in Ayuk. Yeah, for me, not a complete steal. For me, I think they. Should I agree with you. <laughs> for me, I think they should have waited uh, at thirty-one, and just I think he probably would have fell in their lap. Maybe you can't take that chance, but um, they no, no, no one really took a receiver, as you can see, um, uh, before, after them. So I, uh, I really do love this pick. Uh, I do like the pick a lot, but I do wish they hadn't traded down. I think it's a little bit of a reach. So now another receiver, Jerry Judy, who he was the second receiver off the board at 15. 
the Broncos have quietly made a pretty good offense. They got Jerry Judy. They also drafted KJ Hamler. You have Melvin Gordon in the backfield. You already have Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant. You have so many options with so many different skill sets for Drew Locke. I really like what the Broncos have done, and I think with Judy at 15 was very good value. This is an excellent pick. Um, fantastic route runner. I don't know how much I can say that. Best um, route runner in the draft, maybe best route runner we've seen coming out. Yeah, we've seen coming out, not just in the last two drafts, but in a while. Yeah, I mean, um, you, got a, you got a ton of skills. You got a guy like uh, Deshaun Hamilton and Hamler, which are great speed friends. You got a guy like Sutton, just throw it up to him, great uh, contested ball guy. Noah Fant, big, Noah you know, big Fant. tight end down the field with speed. And now you add this route running, like Jerry, you can create so much separation. I mean, this offense is scary. True Lock's got a lot of toys. Yeah, I also really like the Wood Cushionberry pick, improving the interior of the offensive line. So now the Atlanta Falcons. I did not love the AJ Terrell pick. Again, I don't have a problem with the position. I think. Or the player at the position. For me, if they really wanted Terrell, I feel like they could have traded down. I guess when... I feel like at the cornerback position, in the second tier, there are a lot of guys bunched together. So I would have really loved if they wanted Terrell to see them trade down and either still take him or grab one of the other corners who, at least in my mind, were pretty close. So I just thought Terrell at 16 was a bit of a reach, especially with Kalevian Chasen on the board who, you know, they definitely could have needed opposite Dante Fowler. So, I thought it was a fine pick. I did not love it. I thought they could have traded down. Yeah, this is a reach. Um, I, I completely agree with you. This is a guy that has really, really struggled uh, against really good receivers, competition in college. Uh, and he's a little bit of a project. I probably saw him going late first early second, and I, I really would have liked the trade back as well. Yeah, I like some of the other picks. Marlon Davidson, the second out of Auburn. I thought that was a very good pick. And Matt Hennessy, so in the third round. So I like their second and third round picks. First round pick, bit of a question mark. Now we're going to the only question mark for Dallas being, how did C.D. Lamb last this far? Look, C.D. Lamb was not, or wide receiver was not in need, but C.D. Lamb was the best player on their board. They stuck to their board. And I thought the Cowboys probably had the best draft. Not only do you get Ceedee Lamb at 17, but in the second round you get Trayvon Diggs. I thought he was going to be a first-round pick. Neville Gallimore in the third round. I thought he'd be probably a late, late second, early third-round pick. Tyler Biazdas, the center. Very end of the fourth. The only reason why he fell this far is because maybe he had some injury issues. And then Bradley and I at the end of the fifth, I thought he would go on day two. Incredible, incredible draft. I'd probably give it an A or A+. I was really amazed, and as a Giants fan, a little frustrated, but I thought the Cowboys hit it out of the park. Yeah, I agree. It's been an excellent draft. Um, you take One of the key things when you draft is taking a value. This is great value here. Um, Dak Prescott is going to have a hell of a receiving gore. I mean, the yards after the catch is there. The contested balls are there. I mean, and, you, and a guy that's really take the pressure off Amari Cooper because, as as we saw last year, he did struggle against really good corners like Stephon Gilmore. He was almost neutralized by him last year. So I think you want to punish uh, team for sort of double-teaming him or trying to take away Cooper. I think Lamb is the guy to get. So They draw... Yeah. Va- 
I really think throughout the draft, I'm not so much Lamb because they didn't absolutely need a receiver, but throughout the draft, value really met with need. I mean, as I said, Jerry Jones, well done here. So now we talked about 18 through 20 already. That was Austin Jackson, Damon Arnett, and Kalevion Chasen, if you forgot. So we're going to jump all the way to 21, a very questionable pick, at least in our minds. The Eagles do go receiver. Did not think that was a foregone conclusion. I did think they could have gone another position, like Kenneth Murray was still on the board or Patrick Queen, but they did go receiver. I just was thought it was puzzling. They did not take Justin Jefferson. They took Jalen Rager at TCU. I believe he has had some injury concerns, which may be why it was a surprise he went this early, or at least in the first round. But I thought Justin Jefferson, he has the traits. He has the production. I was a little surprised to see Rager go ahead of Jefferson. Yeah, Rager was my eighth or ninth receiver on my board. So I really did not expect him to go in the first round. Um, He's got really good speed. Um, Probably the second fastest guy in this class behind uh, Ruggs. But other than that, he's... He's, he's not going to have great size, 5'11", which is fine, but not a great route runner either. I mean, he's got a lot of uh, things to develop, but I guess they won't really want the speed, and that's where they're going to go if they're going to go with him. But you can look at Justin Jefferson, so much better route running. Well, no, hold your, well, we're gonna, we're about to get to Justin Jefferson. Okay. Um, but now the Rager pick I thought was questionable. The Eagles did add a lot of speed though with Rager with Marquise Goodwin. They were able to swing that trade with the Niners. So the Eagles did add a lot of speed and weapons for Carson Wentz, and maybe Jalen Hurts. <laughs> but um, no, I I feel like this pick definitely caught us by surprise and was a little puzzling as well so now we get to talk about the aforementioned justin jefferson vikings had uh two first round picks we'll talk about both of them now but i really think overall they had a great draft starting with justin jefferson at 22 a lot of people compare him to stefan diggs which is why the vikings actually own this pick obviously they traded stefan diggs to the bills and in return they got this first round pick and then some so to get again a possible younger cheaper version of Diggs. I really like Jefferson. Getting him at 22, I thought was good value. And now the Vikings have another really good receiver to pair with Adam Thielen and hopefully help Kirk Cousins in that entire Vikings offense. Yeah, speed. He has one of the best hands in this draft, right up there with guys like Jerry Judy. I mean, he's, he's got great hands, got great speed. Really, he play, he's only 6'1", but he plays bigger than he is. He wins those balls in the red zone. He wins those contested catches. I mean, the, the, I mean, he probably should have gone maybe even higher, but a little higher, a, a little higher, a little higher. But receivers just such a deep class. I don't think there's any way uh, Jalen Rager should have gone before him. But this is a great pick in my mind uh, to replace Stephon Diggs for the Vikings. Yeah, I also love their other first round pick. They end up trading back from that one to 31. They took Jeff Gladney. A lot of people thought he could be the third or fourth corner off the board. He obviously lasted beyond, I believe, beyond that. So, you know, Gladney at 31 was very good value. Obviously, they cut ties with guys like Xavier Rose, Tress Waynes. So, they needed to upgrade receiver and defensive back. They did that, but they also got the value. They didn't reach... They settled. They didn't settle, but they 
They kind of just let the board fall to them, let good players drop in their laps. I really like the Gladney pick, but also Shy. I thought Ezra Kleeman at the end or towards the end of the second, he's definitely a project, but he's a project that I thought would go in the early second, possibly sneak into the first. Yeah, I, I really like those picks there for the Vikings. Um, when you look at a guy like Gladney, he's a little undersized, uh, but he's, he's, he's got good speed, pretty good cover skills, um, but he sometimes gets beat at the catch point, but... I really do like this pick, especially the fact that they were able to trade down and still get their guy. Uh, well done. Well done for the Vikings. Yeah, again, overall, you know, when you look at Cameron Dantzler in the third, I thought overall the Vikings had a very good draft. So again, we're at the 23rd pick, which we already talked about with Kenneth Murray to the Chargers, who traded up. So now we're going to go to the 24th pick. The New Orleans Saints select center Cesar Ruiz. I... I think it was fine value. I was a little surprised they went Ruiz over a guy like Patrick Queen. I really like Patrick Queen, especially at this spot. You have Demario Davis, who's on the wrong side of 30. And, you know, he only has one more year left on his contract, I believe. So I would probably like them to take Queen. But I think, hey, upgrade your offensive line. I like the Ruiz pick. Shy, what are your thoughts on them taking the first and only center in the first round? Yeah, I, 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 I think I would have preferred a guy uh, for them to go a guy like Queen here. Uh, I think he might be a little bit of a reach, but not much. He's a really good pass protector at Michigan. Comes from a big-time school, but there's a developed talent. Uh, I mean, the Saints got their guy to sort of shore up that interior of the offensive line, keep Drew Brees nice and upright, and who knows, maybe Jameis Winston <laughs> at one point this season, should anything happen. Drew Brees, um, but I, I do like this pick. Yeah, my favorite pick maybe in the entire draft came from the Saints. It wasn't Cesar Ruiz. It was Zach Bond, 74th, I believe. I believe it was 74th overall, third-round pick. A guy who really on draft day, Shy, I think we both kind of thought he would go towards the end of the first round, definitely being the second round. I know he had like the diluted sample in his drug when he had uh, got drug tested at the combine. I don't know if that played a big part. I think maybe he also had some injury uh, or medical question marks, and obviously with the inability to for team doctors, each team's doctors to get hands on testing, teams were scared off, especially than most years when drafting a player with some past injury concerns. But I was shocked that Zach Bond lasted this far. So I think for the Saints to get him at this spot was a tremendous pick. And probably it was either this one or maybe Josh Jones, who went just two picks earlier to the Cardinals. Probably one of those was my favorite picks. Shai, uh, did you did you like the Zach Bond pick as much as I did? Yeah, I really liked it. Um, when you get when you get this type of value, I don't think I think I put aside positional needs. You just take the player um, because, and especially get a guy at a position like pass rush where you really just can't really have enough good players. So I really like this pick, especially you know with Bond. Although he is mostly a pass rusher, he is capable of dropping back and 
playing some quarterback spy, covering some underneath routes. So I do think he has enough versatility to be a contributor on all three downs, not just a heavy pass rush situation. So, Shai, now we come to the Jordan Love pick. Did you love the Jordan pick? I did not love Jordan Love here to the Packers. Look, they did not take a receiver in this whole draft. The whole draft. That is ridiculous. I mean, and you get a guy like Jordan Love. I think he can develop into a great quarterback. But I, I see what they're trying to do. But I just don't think that this is a win now team. I think you gotta put more weapons around Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams had some injury concerns last season. You want to take some pressure off of him as well. Give and, and also Jimmy Graham left. Who wasn't a well, I, I don't. I don't think that was their problem last year. No, I don't think. I don't think Jordan. I don't. I really don't think losing Jimmy Graham is gonna have a major impact on that receiving corps. I'm so, look. Hopefully, Jimmy Graham can be great with Chicago. Um, hopefully, Jimmy Graham can be great with Chicago. But I really don't think he was the driving force behind that offense. Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez Scantling, Geronimo Allison. There are other. There are other names besides Jimmy Graham, Shy. Okay, okay. But all I'm saying is they could use another receiving weapon. Guys like Alan Lazard and Valis Scanley are not quality number two receivers. I'm sorry. I would have liked to see a receiver go. Maybe not here, but at least some point in this draft. If they like Jordan Love, fine. If they really like him that much, you can take him. But please, why just take a receiver at some point in this draft? Put some pressure off Aaron Rodgers. Put some pressure off Devontae Adams. Improve that offense. So, the draft was held on April 23rd. 15 years ago, to the day, is when the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers. With Brett Favre there. And also, Aaron Rodgers is 36. Brett Favre was 35. So, when the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre was younger than when Aaron Rodgers is now when the Packers drafted Jordan Love. Now, there are obviously a lot of differences. First of all, despite, you know, being relatively young, 35, Favre was having some type of should-I-retire moments. So it wasn't 100%, there wasn't 100% chance he would be back in the next year or two. Second of all, Aaron Rodgers, a lot of people thought, could go number one overall. It was between him and Alex Smith. Alex Smith ended up going number one overall. And then Rodgers just kept falling and falling and falling until the Packers selected him 24th. Jordan Love, although this could end up being a, a, no, a steal, no one. I really thought he would go in this range. I really thought late 20s, early 30s is when he would go. And then they also traded up. They gave up... Obviously, they traded up four spots. I believe they gave up also a fourth-round pick. So, these situations are very similar, but they're also very different. So, I, I remember, you know, I was texting my aunt during the draft. And, you know, we were texting back and forth, and we were kind of saying how, you know, it wasn't very exciting. A lot of things that were expected to happen went as planned. There wasn't a whole lot of trades, or at least anything of note during the first round. And I remember when it was official and Roger Goodell announced Jordan Love's name for the Packers, 
I texted her, things just got interesting. And I think, like, this draft just took a main... I don't I don't know how to explain it, but I think a lot of people were surprised this was the pick. And they also traded up. And we know Aaron Rodgers can get salty really easy. So, I want to... How, Shai, how do you think this... His relationship with guys like Brian Gutenkus, the GM, and Matt LaFleur, the head coach, will go now that these were the guys who were the driving force behind drafting Aaron Rodgers' eventual replacement. Yeah, he has the right to be upset. I mean, (laughs) they could have gotten a guy that could really help them win now and really improve that receiving court. And they just uh, 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 draft a guy. I don't have a problem as much as not drafting a receiver as you do. For, I just thought. I understand that, but I feel like I think nine teams, including the Packers, so eight other teams did not draft a receiver. So I understand it, but I don't. I guess I don't have a problem with it as much as some other people do with the oh they didn't draft a receiver. Look, they could also have gone anywhere else. I mean. They drafted a couple tight ends, I believe. They drafted at least one tight end. They drafted a running back, so they did it. Also, his dead cap. They can't get rid of Rodgers for at least another two years, uh, So, which I think could help Love, because he's not ready now. But I believe if they were to get rid of him now, Aaron Rodgers' dead cap hit would be approximately 45 million and per and then after this year Aaron Rodgers dead cap hit would be around 31 million so they can't get they really can't I mean could they literally can but with some of the dead cap money and other financial situations they really can't get rid of Rodgers for another two years anyway and Jordan Love is probably around two maybe even three years away remember Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre for three years I think he has the. Right, I certainly think he has the right to be upset, though. All right, so we we probably could go on for this for a long time. We're going to go maybe to the worst pick of the draft. Jordan Brooks to the Seattle Seahawks when Patrick Queen is still on the board. The Seahawks do this every year, so I don't know why we're surprised at this point. But Patrick Queen, I thought at twenty seven was tremendous value, and not only do they pass on him, but they pick another player at his position. They went inside linebacker. They went with a guy to pair with Bobby Wagner. I just don't know how you pick a guy over Patrick Queen, especially at that position, at this point in the draft. I don't understand yeah, it. I'm shaking my head. I was shaking my head when this was, when this pick was announced. I don't understand it. I had this guy being a day two, late, uh, maybe a late second, early third round guy. Seahawks do this every year, so we shouldn't they be surprised. Do, I, don't, I don't understand this at all. I just, I, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I just thought Queen was terrific value at this point, and to pass on him for a player at his position. They, they let the Ravens get him. So the Ravens. Okay, let's go. Let's go right into that. For me, this was the best pick of the first round. Patrick Queen at twenty eight. He's a Ravens type of player. I absolutely love this pick. For me, this probably was the steal of day one. But even you look at the entire Ravens draft. Patrick Queen, obviously, at 28. Dobbins at Dobbins in the second round. Matabuike 
in the third. Devin Duvernay, Malik Harrison, and then you go even to the sixth and seventh. James Prochet, Gene Stone. Eric DeCosta and his entire Ravens front office and coaching staff had an unbelievable draft. They did it again, and it started with, again, probably the best first round out of anybody, Patrick Queen. Any thought? Obviously, I know as a Steelers fan, you're probably pissed with Baltimore getting Queen, but I mean, I guess from a you know pick standpoint, taking your bias out of it, you have to love the pick for Baltimore. Yeah, uh, that scares me. Uh, they, they, ever since the departure of C.J. Mosley, they haven't really been able to fill that hole inside linebacker, and it's the perfect guy to do it. He's got great range, good tackler. He does he can do it all. Um, for this Baltimore defense at inside linebacker. Um, the only really thing they are have missing is another pass rusher. Um, but this defense really looks They got Calais Campbell. If they don't trade Judon, which they could, I would not be surprised if they trade Judon, but I think their defense, along with a very good secondary right now, is pretty good, and I think it can make up for the lack of, what, one more solid pass rusher? No, the defense is definitely scary. Yeah, especially you get a guy like Malik Harrison at linebacker, uh, Justin Matabuike at defensive tackle, and they really upgraded the receiving corps in this draft with Duv- with Devin Duvernay, James Prochet as well. I really love the Ravens draft. Probably for me, they were either tied for first or second with the Dallas Cowboys. That's how much I love their draft. So let's go to the 29th pick. Some Again, something that I didn't think was a huge surprise, but that doesn't mean I love the pick. The Tennessee Titans taking offensive tackle Isaiah Wilson over guys like Ezra Cleveland, over guys like Josh Jones. Isaiah Wilson, they lost Jack Conklin in free agency, so they did have a bit of a need for a tackle. I just think Isaiah Wilson, he's not ready. He's a big-time project. But hey, nice job, Georgia. Both your offensive tackles go in the first round. They're doing something right. Yeah, um, I think... Obviously, this guy's a project. The Titans did need to uh, address that position. They got a big, physical guy, very strong, uh, but does need to work on that technique a little bit. Uh, but we'll see if he can come in and play right away. I don't know if he'll be able to do that at an effective level that they would like, but I don't mind the pick here. Yeah, I mean, it was a fine pick. I did not love it, though. I really like though the Christian Fulton pick for them. I thought getting him in the really the late late second round. I thought that was a good value pick, one of the better corners still on the board. He had his struggles, but overall I think there's really something to work with there. Logan Ryan's not coming back, so I really like the Fulton pick at the end of the second. So again, we talked about thirty Noah Imbinage uh, with Miami. And then we talked about 31 with Jeff Gladney in Minnesota. So we're going to go to the last pick of the first round. The Kansas City Chiefs wrapped us all up on day one with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I did not like the pick. I just thought you had some pretty good defensive backs like Xavier McKinney, Trayvon Diggs, Jalen Johnson. They were defensive backs still on the board, and they really had to improve this defense. I actually think their defensive line is solid, but I really thought the secondary and maybe the linebacking corps Although there wasn't really a linebacker standout there, I really thought they should have gone the defensive side of the ball in the first round. Yeah, they could have gone corner here, but I think they want to make this offense that much more explosive. Look, I mean, this guy, Clyde Rizzo, 
is the most elusive back, in my opinion, in this class. He's going to run in between the tackles. He increases, he, he's got a great burst of speed. I mean, I really, really like this guy. He's a great receiver out of the backfield for Mahomes. I just didn't think. I just didn't think that offense is already explosive. I didn't think they need to add another weapon to become a more to be a, to become a more complete team. I thought they should have addressed the demons side of the ball, which they did in the second round with Willie Gay Jr. But I thought they should have done the first round. Yeah, but I think I, I really don't want to follow this pick. Um, but I, I I think they definitely could have gone corner here. Hey, shy. Sorry to cut you off, but that's all the time we have today on Game Time Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. See you next time.